Episode. You better know, ladies and gents, that chooch is going to be said 100 times <laughs> exactly. One, I bet you break it. Boy, I, I will. Can have I'll a probably counter. say it more. Yeah, I mean, if, if Wolf Catherine was here, I would say just please, Catherine, just slowly with your fingers. <laughs> Put your hands count up. On camera. <laughs> yeah. The whole I mean, time. I don't know. She, she's, she's been very busy uh, oh, with a lot of stuff. So she she's can't, cool she stuff. does not have the time to count on her fingers for this whole show. <laughs> I don't think anybody really has that time. <laughs> Although I wish, I wish I could get someone to do that. Um, <laughs> One day when we're making the big bucks. But e- even if Catherine had time, she would no, not do that. Not. I don't. <laughs> yeah. One day we'll get a chooch counter one day exactly one one day if patreon does well enough maybe we can get a chooch counter i can't wait fingies crossed we just need to get one of those like clickers that they use uh at like venues to know when you go to the anywhere now yes (laughs) oh god the things that don't all and and exist which we could probably get them for cheap now which i think is the thing and then i just gotta every time one of us says chooch and see what our chooch count is. I could do a tally system, but I bet you I would lose track of it at a certain point when I'm getting really passionate about the chooch. I'm going to do it. And then I'd be like, well, if I miss a couple, it's the whole thing is kaput. Oh, I might do it. You see, never, you never know. I might get really, really ambitious during editing. <laughs> I'd be like, the final chooch count is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's true. We'll see. Maybe, maybe technology will make this easy for us. Uh, well, welcome back to Circus Stories, everybody. Yeah. It's a circus history podcast. Welcome to it. Yeah, I'm your host, Callie B. And hello, it's me, Mark Renauden. And we're bringing you another totally tubular story from circus history. This one is particularly tubular. <laughs> I mean, I think it's going to be. I only know the subject matter, not the specifics. Oh, and he's so excited. So, so. I'm very excited. I've only been this excited, perhaps, on uh, Seal Day and Clown Day. I mean, well, we've had a lot of good days. Yeah, but those are pretty good. Those it's hard to judge, solid. but those are those are some of my top, uh, top, 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 <laughs> top, topics, <laughs> which is surprisingly <laughs> hard to say. Um, but of course, we got to bring you our circus word of the day. You can't have it any other way. And I'm gonna let Mark guess what you think the actual definition is. <laughs> I like guessing. So today's word is pie car. Pie car. Well, this is this. I mean, ladies and gentlemen, this is a simple one. So this. On, on uh, you know, circuses travel with caravans of vehicles, okay? And they've got different, like, carts or train cars or, you know, whatever way they're traveling, there's different, you know, carts that have each thing. And the pie one, what was it called again? The pie who? Pie car. The pie car is one, it's kind of in the middle back. And it looks like, so you picture in your head Cinderella's, pumpkin cart but now change the pumpkin to a cherry pie and i'm talking (laughs) the one with the like cross lace kind of like pie crust on top so you can see the red in between and there's always a little steam coming up (laughs) not because the car itself is hot because inside they are making countless pies pies of all different type because here's the thing with the pie cart they have to make the pies really early in the morning so that they cool by the time the clowns need to hit other clowns in the face with these pies they cannot be (laughs) hot at the time of the show because that's dangerous and we care about the safety of our performance so uh the pie car is 
It's a place for circus employees to purchase food and drink after hours. Oh, it's opposite time-wise of what I said. <laughs> yeah, actually, yeah, that's funny. Um, and it's often can be found like on a circus train. So there's like a pie. The pie car is like the food car. Okay. It's, it's slang for that. Do you know how often pie is an option? I don't know. It depends on the chef, I bet. I would hope at least every pie cart has one pie a day. I hope so. Or maybe it's just on the menu. Yeah. Yeah, or they, yeah, they could make it ready to serve uh, any day. Because otherwise, like if I if I was new and I came in and they're like, oh, the pie car is down there if you want to get food. And I'd be like, do I? And then I would go down there. And if they didn't have a pie option, I'd feel a little swindled. Right? I agree. I mean, I'd probably get with it eventually. But there would be a moment of, of just like, just kind of like a, oh. Right? No pie? Bullshit. No pie in the pie cart? Come on. And it could be, it could be any type. It could be a meat pie, too. Maybe. I, I would be down for that. There you like, go. Whatever you want to do, as long as it's got pie crust involved. Maybe they they serve just meat pie, and that's why it's called the pie car, because oh, it's man. easier. I would do well. <laughs> I would excel at this atmosphere. So, today's story, we're discussing some ways the circus travels. <gasps> speaking of which, speaking of carts... Carts or cars. And there's a variety of methods over the centuries that the circus has traveled, and namely in the American circus. Broomsticks, roller skates, red wagons. (laughs) Dragons. Ooh, that's a good one. The dragon circus is cool and very scary. (laughs) I've been rewatching Game of Thrones, that's why. Oh my God. It's such a fun ride that ends in such a terrible ending. I know. The whole time we just keep bitching about how bad this is going to end and how good it is. I mean, you got to get it out of your system and it's going to take everyone 10 years to get that ending out of their system because the show was so long. Yeah. Is it so good? And it's just such shit how it ends. We're just like, wow, this character development is. is just for nothing. It's really for nothing. It's yep. Mm-hmm. And it's like at the basically just don't watch the last season, and you guys should just talk about what should have happened instead. Yeah, yeah, and just all the ways it could have gone. The real bummer of that is I feel like the actual things that happen are not so terrible, but it's just like they all of them feel rushed and unearned. It's like y- you need to get there. You can't just switch a character's like mo on me, right? And they're like, we don't have the budget, so we can't. And it's like, <laughs> yes, you do. You guys just wanted to go to your dumb Star Wars project, with you lost because you fumbled this so hard, which you didn't get. You fucking doodles. Well, they they also. I mean, I have so many opinions on this. They also just proved, without a fraction of a doubt, to me that the guys that the showrunners of that show cannot actually write. What they can do is they know how to read a book that's already been done and find the cool moments to, to put on TV. That's what they were good at. They can at. adapt, right? Yes. They were. They knew like, okay, this is a good moment to put on television. This moment we can let go. Mm-hmm. That's really all they did. And once they didn't have a book to follow and he just said like, all right, here are the broad strokes. They just rushed to those broad strokes and they clearly couldn't do the in-between work, you know? And then and then the show just like felt, oh my God, so frustrating. <laughs> Boy, you nailed it. I've, I've, I've complained about this a lot. <laughs> oh, you, you and Nick could just have a field day. Really. I'm sure we would. And the the bummer, much like politics, it would be a long conversation where we're both just like really frustrated and there's no way to fix it. Right, and both heated and just like about the yeah. same thing, though. It's it's so, yeah, exactly. And it's the same thing with politics. It's like you you basically just either disagree and then therefore you're both frustrated or you agree but can't do anything about and it. And you're so like... Cool. You're like, we both, yeah, we we have the right idea, but I'm mad that that's not what's going on. So Dragon Circus would be sweet. 
Oh my god. It, I mean, when you see what they can do with seals, just imagine what they could do with dragons. Holy moly. All the rings. Uh, <laughs> so many rings. Rings, a lot of fire rings too, I'm sure. Jumping through those? Insane. Oh yeah. It'd be pretty good. <laughs> Jump through those into the dragon's mouth. I mean, we could pontificate <laughs> about dragon circus. Uh, but the circus has used a variety of methods and then progressed like from a horse-drawn wagon to a much more uh, efficient method of chooches <gasps> and kind of have have stuck with the chooch over time at least in american circus and in european circus it's the cutest way to travel it is the cutest the chooches otherwise known as trains for those not familiar with the yeah, chooch we like to say chooch <laughs> as in choo-choo train as in a choo-choo in case that does is not immediately clear um but it's my favorite way to talk about trains bobby Bacalari, this is his episode <laughs> whoa what a good name He's not from the past, is he? Bobby Bacalari from uh, Sopranos. This is for him. Oh, yeah. See, I forgot because he doesn't like trains until like the last season. It's like a little extra thing. I mean, he always likes them. He just never really but goes we, yeah, for we it. Don't, we as the audience don't know, which also, sh- shout out to Bobby. He's like the only character in that whole show the best. that like is like consistently a good guy. Not a murderer, really. I mean, I think he murders like once, but only because Tony makes a whole point of like, you have a murdered actually. And then she <laughs> you he have makes to him murder someone. You got a murder. But you can tell Bobby feels bad about it. Yeah. But every does. other character, they have moments where you're like, they're, I kind of like them. And then they do or say something. And you're like, ah, you actually suck. Yeah. And you kind of have this moment of like, I don't know how I feel. Like Tony is a great example of he says some really ignorant, terrible shit, but he's also really likes animals and is charming. And you're like, I don't know how to feel about you. But Bobby is just pretty good all the time. Yeah. I was so mad when Janice and Bobby got together because it's like she's so constantly terrible and Bobby's the only nice person on this show. He deserves someone nice. The ZD. Oh, the ZD. For- fucking G- Oh, my God. He never should have been made. Uh, yeah, I... I can't. I can't. So mad at so, her. <laughs> once circuses began to access the rails in their travel, this allowed them to cover much more ground mm-hmm. and then perform in numerous cities as opposed to like a few here and there, creating like a snowball effect in their popularity. Chooches equal more circus. Simple as that. It's true. More circus. Right. So we're going to discuss how the circuses used the chooches and other methods to travel then and now. Um, and there's so much to the travel that we can't cover it all in one episode. Just like the ins and outs of what goes where and how how many train cars or I mean, chooch technology, railway jargon. I mean, exactly. it's a lot. Although I, there is something I do want to ask the listeners for because I'm too lazy to do it myself. Can you guys keep a chooch counter and let us <laughs> right. know how many times we say the word chooch? Because I think it's going to be 100 plus. Oh, it'll definitely break 100. It'll be, yeah. I mean, I don't know how long this episode's going to be because we're at the beginning of Terrifyingly it. Terrifyingly long. But, <laughs> like, oh, my God. we're Because we're also going to look for any opportunity to say chooch, chooch because yeah. use it in your regular life. It's a very fun word. It's I don't know how often fun. you talk about trains. Um, but those of you who maybe take trains to work, tell your family you're going to hop on the chooch. It's a lot of fun. Yeah. If you take the subway, it's uh, it's almost a chooch. That's an underground chooch, so feel free to call it such. <laughs> it's on a rail. It's a chooch. Right? If it rides on a rail, that's a chooch, baby. That's a chooch, baby. So this episode's basically like it's a circus travel 101 because there's a variety of methods now that are, you know, train, but then also smaller shows travel by like semis that for their equipment and then their trailers and a variety of things. Mm-hmm. Or, or some circuses in Europe have to have to fly 
to place to place or or just stationary man i a, a circus plane that's gonna be a fun way to fly right so one of the most well-known if not the most well-known circuses continue to travel by train in the modern age through all the progression in modern travel, moving town to town by train. And that proved to be the most successful mode of transportation for Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey. So the big guys, the big guys use the chooch, right? And they became this circus giant themselves from expanding to that. They first purchased 11 train cars of their own. It's a lot of train cars, especially, I mean, when they, when did they do that? That was like the 18-somethings? 1890, yeah. yeah. So they bought from Adam Fourpaw those 11 train cars. Fourpaw, he comes back again. Right, right before he died. Yeah, he's like, I'm feeling a little bit ill. Perhaps you could, I could sell some of these train cars, these chooch cars. I'm so sorry. Oh my God. How dare you? I almost let one slip. <laughs> so they were able to expand from their horse and wagon, you know, operation to getting on the rails. And that really was the turning point. Well, a train is at least three times faster than a horse. Let's be real. Oh yeah. And, and they were able to expand just their operation in general, as far as like getting more performers and more equipment and, and totally what you're saying is like travel more ground, you know? So that was a catalyst. Cover more ground. And you can cut, you can pull so many cars with one head chooch, you know, it's like for every extra car, you need more horses, <laughs> so which true. that's a lot of that's a lot of horses. to. And look, horses are very nice. I have pet a horse once and it was very nice. It didn't bite me despite what other people <laughs> said it might do. While I like them, they're kind beasts and you should feed one an apple or a carrot if you get the chance. Uh, watch your fingers, but do so. But the more car, you know, wagons you got, the more horses, and that's more horses to feed. Horses need to sleep. Chooches don't need to sleep. You just need to switch out that conducto. That's right. That's true. You just need a little oil. And you only need like one conducto, and you probably need like two strong people to shovel coal. <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think now there's less coal, and you probably just need a conducto. Yeah, but, I think you're right. Yeah. There's a lot of chooch technology. Which conducto is conductor. <laughs> yeah, conducto is conductor. Just in case, just to be safe. And circus trains have proven well-suited for transportation of heavy equipment also. Like, so yes. there's so much stuff that one train car alone can carry as far as equipment is concerned. And like- A whole stand. You just put it on the thing and- Send it on its way. Their grandstands can go in there. Their animals can go mm -hmm. in these train cars. These these trains were like sleeper cars and like the pie cars, the food car for them. Mm -hmm. There's all these like an I admin mean, car. Look, anyone who's seen Indiana Jones three knows that at the very beginning, Indiana Jones is on this exact type of train That's right. we're talking mm -hmm. about. So you know, you got the snake one, you got the big animal one, you got the lion. The lion got his whole his whole cart. Mm -hmm. I mean, mm -hmm. I don't know that that would be the case in in a practical way, but you know. They have Most options. likely the big cats would have their own car for sure. Yeah. And then there's a separate car and then there's a separate car for their food. You know what I mean? Like the animals mm -hmm, all have their mm -hmm. own cars on the stock cars and, the, uh, and then there's the flat cars. And on those cars, it's also animal rules. So the animals make the rules when you're <laughs> on those cars. So humans being on those, make sure you read the animal rules. <laughs> it's listed on the side of the wall. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of scratches. But you gotta, you need, you need at least one person who's fluent in animal. Yeah, jargon. it's a lot of claw scratches, but you, you'll. But hey, you'll you get know there. that makes another job. So <laughs> that's right. At the end of the day, it's good uh, stuff. Uh, so Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey were able to grow and kind of dominate by expanding with these trains because it's huge. Yeah, yeah. So in modern times, this circus train was able to travel once they expanded and became such a big operation, Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey, when they merged, they were like this circus giant. 
So they started as one circus train for a long time. And then in the modern age, they split into two circus trains, the blue unit and the red unit. So they could do like maybe like half the country with one and the other half of the country with the other. Yeah. So how it worked was they would do alternating tour schedules. So one unit would have like a new show. They would basically be bringing a new show to the route every year. So like the blue unit would have its own route. And then the red unit would have its own route and then they would flip flop bringing a new show. That's good. So, yeah. Well, the other advantage uh, with that is that you don't need to update your acts as often, which is a hard thing to think about. What's the new thing we do every year? Because because, you know, there's just that switch where you basically have like a two year buffer for any act, essentially. Which is also good for for performance, keeps them working on the same stuff. Totally. So, like, for example, um the red unit would have an entirely different show in production. The blue unit would have a entirely do- like different show, all under the Ringling name, but different routes. So, and then they would cross through different the same cities. But like, for example, like the red would start its season in Tampa. Yeah. At like at the bottom and have its own separate route, and then blue would start its season in Providence and then have its own separate route, and then they would cross through the same cities, but not the show is totally different. And like, yeah. Well, because the people there haven't seen it. Right. And then this, the dates would be d- totally staggered. So you wouldn't go to, to Tampa right after they went to Tampa. They would be like Mm-mm. totally opposite times. Yeah, you'd start at the opposite end probably and right, work right. your way to Tampa at the end. On the train, it says RBBB. So when I say that, it's like Ringling Brothers, Barnum & Bailey. That's what it says on the side of the train. So if I say RBBB trains, that's what I'm saying. Okay. Or it says RBBX. Oh. Is that like the evil version of them? That's like their evil twin? Or is that like the sexy version? I think it's like to just to delineate, like maybe RBBB is the blue unit and then RBBX is the red, oh, I think. Oh, X maybe is the, just to give it yeah, a new thing. Yeah, to separate. Thing. Um, you know what would be less helpful but more fun if it was just RBBBBBB? Just add a couple extra Bs. <laughs> just a couple extra Bs, Just right? do a couple more Bs. You know, we're already doing a lot of Bs. Let's just go... Ham, uh, ham sandwich on it. Right? Let's go ham sandwich. God, Let's just do good. it. More bees. The trains are, each of those trains, each unit is a mile in length. Actually, over a mile. That's nuts. Yeah. It's not <laughs> that nuts. Is, how many, do you know how many train cars that r- equals out to? That sounds like so many. It's 60 train cars. 60? Yeah. That's like, okay, so when you see those movies where a train car comes and like some, it's always a car chase, right? And so a person in front, usually the protagonist, but sometimes it's the antagonist and the protagonist is chasing them. But either way, that front car wants to cross the train before it crosses (laughs) to block the the behind car. And the reason that that actually can work is when there's these 60 long things. Because if it's a normal size, like commuter train, it passes in a couple seconds and you can get on their tail again. But when it's 60 cars, you're going to wait and they're going to be, you know, they're going to cross around the bend and you're going to lose track. of them. You know, the cars are like living quarters. There's it's basically like 36, roughly 60 cars because they add some and they'll take some away. But of course, and I'm sure the different acts and the two different like, you know, trains probably had slightly different builds, right. but they have to like accommodate for the animals on that show or the gear on that show or whatever. Like if they have a globe of death, they have to have a, a you know, a, a globe of death. Yeah. Oh, we'll do a whole. What is that? A globe of death. Google it. I want That's you to, so I want cool. you to Google what globe of death. Is. Okay. Well, first I'm going to guess what it is. A globe <laughs> of death is a, like a, it's built like a snow globe. 
right? Cool. But the Maybe. inside, it is like foggy instead of <laughs> snow drifting down. It's like fog. And you know there's something in there, but you don't know what. It's like a primal sense. When you go near the globe of death, you're like, there's something in there. And then someone, probably somebody who's worked at the circus for, for fucking ever. And they like, are like they have like a glassy eye and a scar. And they're Ooh. like, why don't you go up and see what's in the globe of death? And they're like, I don't know. And he's like, it's the only way to find out. And they're like, are you sure? And you look back and he's gone <laughs> and no one knows who that guy yeah. was. No one in the circus is like, that guy doesn't. We don't. I wouldn't remember if it was a guy with a glassy eye. It was a haunted house. Like, death. Mm-hmm. And then you go <laughs> up to it and you can you can feel some like uh, otherworldly like uh, morbidity about it. And you go up and as soon as you put your hand on it. You see through the smoke, another hand touches yours and you you roll backward and you're like, did I see that? Was that real? And then you never get closer. So no one actually knows what's <laughs> in the globe of death um, because everyone gets a little too scared when they try to find it out. Well, Google it. So there's a globe of death and then there's like a wheel of death. There's two? Well, there's different. Globe of wheel of death? There, it's like a daredevil act and there there's a. Oh, oh, this is. Okay. So this is the motorcycle mm-hmm. sphere. That's right. I see. I think we might have actually talked about this before. I'm sure we have. It's cool. Yeah. So what was the other one of death? Wheel of death? Well, the wheel of death, or maybe I'm calling No, it. this one is also, this thing looks nuts. The, 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 the two circles? Yeah, it's like two circles, and there's like a beam yeah, in between, and it. there's people in it, yeah. and I think they're like- They're standing on it, and they're flipping on it. Yeah, they're <laughs> like, and I think they're propping themselves up so that when it spins, they stay in one place, or they have to like run. It's like a treadmill. It's like a, you have to just keep walking on it. It's like a big hamster wheel. Yeah, but you're on the outside. That you need to keep running in so that you don't fall mm-hmm. over. Yeah, and it, just big spins these are great i mean honestly and anything of death you got my interest if i'm the dumbo you're selling to add a blank of death and i'm like "Hmm, no yeah (laughs) let's watch it i would love to see it. i want to see and i mean well i would be a little bit like there's no otherworldly ghost ball snow globe i would be like but this is a good substitute (laughs) i love i mean (laughs) this is a fine alternative the wheel of death is wild you gotta be good at running (sighs) and and they do flips they'll flip on that they do flips. oh yeah there's no sides on those. Mm-mm, they just flip in the air. They'll just do a jump oh my in the air. It's... Circus people are so brave. <sighs> and they're so talented. It's You insane. really got to be because that kind of stuff really oh is like God. either success or broken bones. <laughs> or not. <laughs> or very unsuccess. Yeah. Success or maybe you're dead. But the show must go on, baby. Yeah. So that was the two circus trains, the blue and the red. That's basically what they're mm-hmm, comprised mm-hmm. of is those. Red plooch jute. Red plooch. Red plooch. <laughs> red chooch, blue chooch is what I'm trying to say in kind of like a redfish, bluefish way. But it's a tongue twister. It is. This sure is. So, yeah, that mile long train is roughly 60 cars. So, like 36 passenger cars. So, for people to live in. And then four stock cars, which I think are flatbed cars. And then 20 freight cars. So, maybe the freight cars are flat for flat cars. Yeah, so the stock cars, I think, are for the animals. And then the freight cars are flatbed cars for all the equipment. Also, for anyone who is struggling to think about, like, how does an like an animal work in life? In case you haven't seen Indiana Jones 3, just, I mean, just simply picture an animal crackers box. Like, it, it, that's, that's, <laughs> that's what, what we're it, talking that's about That's what here. we're talking that's about. That's what it is. That's huge. That's right. Some of the some of the good brands even have the little wheels uh, on the actual outside <laughs> of the do. box. They do. You're for right. maximum fun. Although... See, uh, like low key best animal cracker are the one that come in the giant 
plastic drums. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm talking Those are about? Good. Like the best se- like sales-wise ones are the ones in the box cuz that look is like unbeatable. You just can't beat that. But taste-wise, it's the dumb, simpler like rounded edge ones that come in the big plastic drums. Yeah. Those are good. You aren't wrong. That's dope. These are my animal crackers beliefs and I'm sticking to it. If them. you want to hear some food reviews, you can join our Patreon and we're going to do some circus food reviews. Oh yeah. Uh, we're going to look up some we're going that that's going to be a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to feel really gross when I eat a lot of like wait. confectioner things right yeah. straight yeah. off the bat. <laughs> back to back to back. <laughs> oh yeah. It's going to be a real uh fun and yucky day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which when do you get that fun and yucky? You don't. <laughs> you really don't. Not in a t- right offable way <laughs> yeah right in the 1950s ringling had traveled with one gigantic train system with three separate train loads so they would like go one train load and then another train load and then another train load you mean that's so like three different trains is that what we're talking mm-hmm. or that, choo-choos. Yeah, i'm sorry I, I, I keep doing this how dare you mark yeah so that would bring those train loads to the big city so the first train load consisted of 22 cars and that had the tents and the workers to set them up and they would leave first and then the second section comprised of 28 cars and carried the canvas men ushers and sideshow workers that's a lot that's already 50 cars yeah and then the third section had 19 sleeping cars for performers so that's how that worked before they split them up that makes sense. Yeah, you want to, I mean, ideally you want to get the tent there first so that you have some place to set up all this other stuff in. Exactly right. Yeah. Plus this way, maybe you let the performers have a little night on the town and stuff like that, you know, while you wait for the tent to get somewhere. So they have a little bit of time off. So it's not just like, you know, perform, travel, perform, travel. Well, there's some, there's a, an article that I'm going to read you in a little bit about this. I like being read to. This press agent's, uh. How he chronicles his time in the late 40s with Ringling and his time on the train. And it's very interesting. But Ringling isn't the only train. <gasps> Rival trains? Is this the beginning of the train war? <laughs> the Chooch Wars. The Chooch Wars. God damn it. <laughs> so Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey closed its doors permanently, right? We know in May 2017. And its train cars were either auctioned off or scrapped not too long after. And we'll discuss where and how and what happened to those and who bought them. The mystery of the train cars. The chooch cars. God, I have one job on the show, which is called trains chooches. And I'm <laughs> messing it up. Because <laughs> where did those chooch cars go, right? But Ringling wasn't the only train, yeah. you know, on the block. And according to Wikipedia, there's a show called The Straits Show. It's S-T-R-A-T-E-S. And it's a family-operated traveling carnival midway company oh. based in Orlando. And apparently it's still going on. And it provides amusement rides, games, and concessions uh, for the local county. They transport their company and personnel and equipment by train mm. seven months out of the year. Their train is comprised of 61 rail cars and 34 trucks. Whoa. So I thought that was, and that's still going on apparently. That's even more. That's a lot, right? I thought that was. 31 trucks too? Because they have rides and stuff, you know, because it's a carnival. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. It was always fun as a kid when you're like, when when they would like swing into town and there'd be like those kind of like carnival style like rides that you could ride yourself. Like, Yeah, really cool. Um, in Germany, several circuses began using trains to move between locations in the 19th century. Germans are very efficient. Smaller circus operations gradually switched to road transport in the second half of the 20th century, which is the same in America as far as the smaller circuses. 
but mm-hmm. Circus Crony, which we've talked about, um, it's spelled K-R-O-N-E, so Circus Crone or Not Crony. Not Crony, like the biggest uh, letdown of 2012. <laughs> right, right. But that Circus, Circus Crone or Crony moved by rail until 1999, and then they stopped, it, along with um, Circus Roncalli, which continues to do so, which continues to travel by rail still. Which I thought was really interesting. Well, it sounds like the the train is just the like the best way across the board for circus to travel because you got to make so many stops. You know, planes are really good for one long trip because it's the it's the fastest way. Right. But if you're gonna make a bunch of stops at every town, like this train's so much cheaper. I mean, and it holds so much. Yeah, and it's just like so much more compact. I guess ultimately, like you could just pack it up, and then if you're gonna be at a place for two weeks, and then you leave. Yeah. So a quick timeline of how circus hit the rails in the U.S., namely Barnum and Bailey Circus, and then when they merged to become Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey, which we are all familiar with, is uh, 1872. Mr. P.T. Barnum. P.P. himself. Yeah, he takes the rails for the first time with his. Um, Partners at the time, William Cameron Coop and then Dan Costello. And so they all decide to get on the rails. And then P.T. ditches those dudes. And then he merges with Barnum and Bailey. He's like, I don't need you fools. Yeah, he merges with Bailey. Um, And then 1891, they're merged. And then they have their first performance in 1891. They blow up as they do. (laughs) Oh, for a second, I thought you meant like exploded. No, they like, didn't. Sorry, I confused which, you. Which, I mean, honestly, though, when we're talking PT, that's not that I weird apologize. of a thing. Sorry, they got very, very popular as they do. Yes, they hit the big Especially, time. Especially, and that that ra- rail travel had a huge, huge part of part in it because they were just able to get everywhere. Oh yeah, well, because then what the the beauty of that is, you know, you do really good in one town. Word probably gets out. To local towns. And then if you're coming to the next town and you just got a good review in the previous one, you're going to get a lot more people. And that's going to have compounding effects every town you go to. But yeah, they took over cities every time and they were able to transport a whole city of people to the city every time. Circus City. Not to be confused with Circuit City, which I don't think is around anymore. It's definitely not. <laughs> yep. And then they were able to travel to Europe and then tour and move by rail in Europe. So they had eight sleeping cars among 67 cars built in England for a five-year tour. So from 1897 to 1902, wow. they traveled. And then 50 cars from Barnum's European train eventually became the train for Buffalo Bill's Wild West show when it toured in Europe, which I thought was interesting. I did not know that. So then Bailey, James Bailey passes away in 1906. One of the bees. Yeah, one of the bees because the first bee is already gone. Ringling Brothers had bought Barnum and Bailey in 1906 as well. And then they made it official in 1907 that they own the circus. Mm -hmm. We own the circus now. Nobody Fs with us. Right. And then they don't make it official that they're Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey and go on the road until 1919 with their train. Well, you got to do all that circus paperwork. I mean, as we know from clown episode, there's a lot of bureaucracy that needs to happen. So much paperwork. So 1956, the last Ringling Brothers Barnum and Bailey traveling tent show occurred because they didn't they stopped using tents, right? Because of the Hartford Circus Fire and all of the safety precautions. Yep, tents were outlaws. They're like, no, 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 we don't we don't put we don't put napalm on the outside of our tents anymore. We found out that's actually a bad idea. Yeah. So they're like, no more tent shows. You guys have to be in a building because you're obviously not responsible enough to be outside. Yeah, you guys don't know how to make a tent safe. You can't do it. Thereafter, the circus performed only in air-conditioned arenas. Mm-hmm. Which I'm sure the crowd liked. Oh, sure. You get that AC because, like, tent, bad ventilation. 
bad. You can't put windows on a tent. Yeah, exactly. They didn't have the tents, but they still traveled by the rail because they needed to still cover that ground. I mean, the rail's the only way. There is a blip on there from 1957 to 1959 where Ringling Brothers takes a break from the rails and converts temporarily to tractor trailers. That's interesting. Tractor trailers, huh? I mean, I guess that kind of like there. there's a bit of that that kind of makes sense because you, you're not as limited to the actual railway with that. You could like go off in different areas. But I feel like that's hard. Like it's just a little more complicated. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. It, it, so the elephants and horses are still transported by rail and stock cars. But maybe they're trying to save money, but then they just stop doing it because there's like, you know, everybody has to stay in a trailer except for the animals. It's like if you still have a train. What are we doing? Why are we doing this? Yeah, it's like not that different and you need more drivers that way. Yeah, like, exactly. Because that's the thing. The beautiful thing about the chooch is that like once you set it, you can kind of forget <laughs> it. Not completely. Right. But you can you, well, you set it and you go a certain distance and then you don't have to be like like a car. You literally need to be constantly at the wheel, aware and awake, which is why trucker is such like a tough job that you got to do because you got to drive so straight and be so awake the whole time but you know that's one truck you know this is like a bunch of people so it does you know and that's also like a specific profession that you kind of need to like train your brain for and, and crap like that because if you're not good at staying awake you're gonna have a rough time with that job yeah yeah so. indeed indeed and so then after that they went back to the train and i think i'm not sure when the red and blue units surface because they tried a gold unit for a year and then it was like mm. gold unit. I mean, Pokemon tried the same thing, but it just wasn't the same. It wasn't. And then and then it went away. And then the red and blue units surface. March 10th, 2017, the RBBX circus train are auctioned. RBBX. After the, you know, all the success of the triple X franchise, they're like, we got to get <laughs> right. X's in. It's the coolest letter. We just need one X. We just want It'll one spice X. it up. <laughs> and that's what we want. We want modern spice applied to the circuit. Yep. And then May 7th, 2017, uh, the last red unit has their circus performance. And then May 21st, the blue unit has their circus performance. So that's when the last circus performances for both of those trains ha occur, and then they start to auction off those trains. So then what do they do now, now that there's no more, uh, they don't have their chooches no more? Well, the circus is closed. All of it? Forever? The, well, Ringling is for sure. Yeah. They 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 ended. Um, that I makes mean, sense. Yeah. Because so, I haven't seen or heard about them for, for quite yeah, really, a while. Yeah, those are the last performances of the But that that's still circus. pretty recent in, in the scheme of things. Yeah, I mean, it's very recent. They officially closed after being a circus for 146 years. Which, like, how many businesses have been around for that long? Like, that's pretty it's wild. nuts. 146 years? That's older than me. Are you sure? Mm-hmm. Barely. We'll get to where those train cars are. Yeah, we're those train cars <laughs> i want to talk about the actual inside of the train oh yeah Ooh. okay so you architecture heads buckle up because we got <laughs> you what's inside the chooch what's the chooch train like let's hit it so there was one private car built especially for the circus owner john ringling of course 
called the Joe Mar cha- train. You need you need the fancy one for the fancy pants who owns the whole thing. I mean, if they're going to shell out that train money, you know they're going to make themselves a very cool <laughs> of course. private room with maybe some like secrets, kind of like a haunted house, like picture frames that they can go behind so they can see is anyone plotting to like steal my circus trains. <laughs> right. I'll say, uh, you can come not. in. I'll be there in just a moment. And then you hide behind the pictures and see, are they trying to steal my deeds? Are they trying to do anything? They better be not. They better not. Uh, I'm going to send you a couple pictures of the Let me circus. see. Where am I looking in the oh, chat? Okay. Here's one picture of them blessing the old RBD <gasps> train. Well, you don't want any deviling on board. No, of course Let's not. Let's see. Circus train, baby. Right click to open. Who's Jomar? <laughs> Wait, where are you looking? It says that on the side of the train that they're blessing. Oh, yeah. So Jomar is... That's John Ringling's personal train that we're talking about. Oh, well, he did like to name things. It's funny to me, too, that they're like, they're like, all right, well, we got to get a priest out there to bless it. And the priest is like, I'm not going anywhere unless I have two altar boys to hold my stuff. They would always bless the train before it took off, which we'll do like religion and circus in another episode. But I think that's so interesting. Well, it's also like, you know, the. There, there's all the superstition too, and you don't want to like if you're if that if that worked like if you got it blessed and then you had a good year, you're gonna want to keep doing that. Right. So the second picture that I sent is this is a pretty nice looking interior for a train. It looks like a little apartment. So that's John's private car, though. That's the owner's car. Oh no wonder, because yeah, because it, it straight up looks like a small nice apartment. What year is that one from? So it's Joe Mar, it's John and, Ma- and Mabel Ringling. So I think it's J-O-M-A, Mabel. Oh, uh, for both of them. And he was like very extravagant. So um, for years it would run on excursions and with the circus train upon John's death in 1936, it was taken over by his nephew, John Ringling North, who modernized its previous... Which not, I thought it was going to be like John Ringling Jr., but he just decided to skip the that suffix, I think. And add North? It was his nephew is why. Because I don't think he had kids. John Ringling. Uh, so he can't technically be a junior then. Yeah, it's his nephew. So North is his. So it's probably his sister. So John Ringling North, he modernized it, added air conditioning. So that's him in there. That's probably the best thing they ever did to it. <laughs> like, yeah, right. And then the car um, often ran with the circus train as well. Mm-hmm. So that picture, I think, is from 47. That makes sense. You can tell by the decor. Later, the car housed circus managers, and also it housed Art Concello. He was a very famous uh, flyer. He, that was like a VIP train. You know what I'm saying? Like that was for the VIP people. VIP train. So later on, after it housed those, the manager and Art Concello, and a, you know a variety of VIP performers, it served as the home of John Ringling North, and I think it was probably near his home. I can't imagine that whole train car was home. Chooch home. I wonder if he did that for like money or like out of like personal choice. Like, because you either do that because you can't afford the house, or you want to don't want to spend the money, and you're like, I'll just live on the chooch. Well, he had a lot of money. He was the owner during um, during the whole Hartford fire thing. Oh well, didn't didn't the circus not actually end up paying out very much for that? Didn't they like get away with it pretty much? They did have to pay people for the- They did have to pay people? They had to give everybody the profits for 10 years. But during that time, like in 1952, there was a really, uh, and we'll talk about it in an episode, but um, Cecil 
Cecil B. DeMille made a film called The Greatest Show on Earth. Not The Greatest Showman. <laughs> oh, dangerously close. They better be careful. But it was 1952, and it's uh, a beautiful film. It has Charlton Heston and Jimmy Stewart in it. Oh, not bad. Get out, right? And it won an Academy Award. But John Ringling North is in the movie because it's about Ringling Brothers. Oh. And I'm sure I've made, they made so much money from that movie. You got to know they did. Maybe so that covered their, uh, you know, covered that overhead. A lot of it, I would imagine. Hey, and, and that's just like a personal like suggestion to those out there. If you ever get sued for a big oopsie, just make a movie. Just make a very popular movie, <laughs> and then that'll cover all the you know the the, <laughs> the money you have to pay out to the poor people you screwed over by accident, right? So um, that train car stayed at his home. It, it stayed with at their winter quarters in Sarasota. And then they sold the business in 1967, mm-hmm. and then it served as employee housing at the winter quarters moving forward from there. So, but what makes up the train car? We talked about how the red and the u- blue unit now have those 36 cars, the 36 passenger cars, the four stock cars, the 20 freight. And I suspect that the stock is for the animals. And then the freight, I would imagine, is for the equipment. The passenger cars consist of like residential cars, and I would imagine like the food car like the pie car there's a whole chef car where he makes all the food and preps it all he makes like a thousand meals a day some something nuts oh well i mean and i and i would imagine because if he's got he's got a, a lot more meals than the pie car had and the pie car had to do so many pies a day <laughs> right. I mean, and it was shaped like a pie my god and look exactly and you're gonna want a lot of counter space with something like that so it's got to be real long ideally you have one of those islands too because look i cook for one you need a lot of counter space. You sure do. I mean, it's a long train, right? So. Yeah. And so with all those people, it's a lot of <laughs> counter space. Well, I'm going to try to find um, a picture of the counter space. Well, I'm going to find a picture of the one of the dining cars or it's not, not it's not a dining car necessarily. That's a big thing. When you cook in a kitchen that doesn't have counter space and then you go to one that has some counter space, you're like, how the F did I ever deal with that lack of space? Here's a picture of a bunk, like a modern bunk room. Let's see what we got up here. Oh, it's an itty bitty bed. Yeah, it's pretty small. This just looks like an apartment that you could get now in Los Angeles for $1,300. <laughs> Which is so sad, right? It's When I was looking for apartments before I found this place, I was looking at some solo places. And it, you can't, it, it's so ridiculous. It's like if you don't want to pay, um, you know, 1200 or more dollars, you're not going to get a kitchen. It's so crazy, <laughs> You just right? can't make food for yourself. And you're like, how is that even allowed? So nuts. Yeah. How is that even, it's, how's that even legal? Like, I don't know. And maybe they're not, but I don't know. <laughs> but that, that's the options when you're looking for stuff that's a thousand or less, which buddy, you're not going to find it. I mean, like this would be fine for like a little bit, but if you're going on, I don't know that this is the length of time, but if you're doing like a five-year tour in a room like this, I mean, you know, it, well, I guess it's a little different, too, when you are not in the room. Man, this woman with all her stuff in it. Toaster oven, though. I see that. Toaster oven. Clutch. So good. If you're trying. I mean, it takes up some space. But if you're if you got to, like, really be conservative with your appliances, toaster oven is basically an oven. Right. And so the one to follow is um one of the, the food cars, like the dining cars where they would Ooh, eat. The food car is nice. See, it's like the, a little this diner. food car picture. It, exactly. It looks like a small diner. Th- this one looks like I, I like it. Like I'd actually probably like to eat in that. Right. These r- home, rooms for the individuals are pretty 
like they're so so small. Well, so but... some are bigger, some are smaller. So the train cars of the residential cars are either like apartment or bunk cars, and they can house like the actual full train cars can hold either like two apartments or like two. They range from like two to like eleven rooms. That's nuts. Yeah, so so some are super spacious and some are not. <laughs> I imagine I mean? the higher you get on the circus celeb status, you probably get nicer That's rooms. That's exactly right. So yeah. like I would imagine someone like Mabel on her the height of her mm-hmm. day, she probably had a pretty good spot. Yeah, they actually told her you get your own car. Like, that's something that they enticed her. And she's like, can the cats sleep with me? And they're like, we don't think that's a good idea. And she says, I sleep with those cats or I don't work here. And they said, I don't know logistically. And she's like, bup, bup, bup. They're like, all right, we want you. That was something that he enticed her with was like, you get your own car, your whole car, which is huge. That's, that's like a whole trailer for you. Yeah. Maybe she had that car. Maybe she had that car that we were just talking about, the, the one that um, Art Cancelo stayed in, maybe. Or maybe there was another one. And then she would sneak the tigers in at night so they could sleep together. Cause Snuggles. Talking to someone who's had a baby cat sleep on his chest, it's very nice. <laughs> it is very nice. It's very cute. You'd probably have to sleep on the tiger's chest, but. <laughs> but then you go up and down while they dream and they sleep and breathe. Oh, um, my God. I miss the cats. I'm at home and the cats are outside <laughs> and I, I miss them. If the train car has like more rooms, it's often a shared bathroom at the end of the hall or like the nicer rooms that are bigger, not nicer, but you know, if they have more space, some of those have a shared kitchen, but the ones that have a bathroom at the end of the hall often don't have a kitchen at all. Just like Los Angeles solo apartments. (laughs) Yeah. So it just depends on, you know, I guess your rank. I would imagine it's like part of your rate and your pay is how nice your how your room is, you know? Yeah, how new you are probably. Yeah, yeah, I would suppose so. And what your position probably is too. It's like the 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 more expendable you are, the dinkier room you get, which is unfortunate, but you know. So those residential cars can range in size. I spoke to a- A train? You spoke to Thomas the Chooch Engine? <laughs> <laughs> he was not available for this. He's very famous. I, that makes sense. Yeah, he is really famous. But I spoke to a circus pal. I really appreciate the circus community that I've like kind of formed. I, you know, I have some friends that are in the circus, but I've I've gained some and I'm I'm very grateful for I that. I mean, you've been so near the circus for so long, there's no way you wouldn't. Yeah, it's nice. And there's a lot of performers that I've uh, started chatting with and they know a lot of people that I know and it's just it's nice for them all these paths to cross. It's cool. Well, I mean, it, it also gives the show a lot of credibility, you know, cuz like you you have inside scoops. Not only have you been there to scoop the scoop yourself, but <laughs> Whenever you can't don't have the specific scoop, you go to someone who does have that scoop and you're like, what's the scoop? And they're like, let me tell you, you're my friend. I'll give you the real deal. Right. Can you scoop the scoop for me? And that's what you come over for here on Circus Stories. You get the real deal scoops. You get the big scoops on the best cones. Right. I'm going to give you the biggest scoop. Biggest of scoops. And then I'm the idiot who 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 eats the ice cream. I'm like, this is good. <laughs> this is a good scoop. That's like my whole role in the show. <laughs> yeah. We hand you the scoop and you're like, this is good. This is a good scoop. I'm like, this ice cream is good. Is this a sugar cone or waffle? Ooh. Oh, waffle. Eh? Like, look at it. Waffle sounds like truffle. And it's just like, what? what is- <laughs> right? You're like, that's snozzberries. Tastes like snozzberries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, that's mm-hmm. right, Mark. They do. So this current performer told me what, that she was on Ringling for a time. And well, I'll just. Oh, the biggest of boys. I'll just call her R. I'm not going to use her name because I just think that's easier. Mm-hmm. Um, we respect their anonymity. Sure. So she used to be on Ringling and she said that. I think she was just on the first season, but she traveled on the train. The the 60 
thing train, right? The the big big one. Yeah, yeah, cuz she's she's younger than me for sure. Um and um and still performing. Well, cuz that yeah, that chooch has been I mean, it's only recently been decommissioned. That's right. Yeah, only 3 years ago. So, or 3 and some. So, um so she was on the car. I think that she said she was on you know, a a car with about probably like 10 bunks. Okay bunk car then so not not solo room it was a bunk scenario yeah well so she had a, a couple rooms she said she was on the car with the first of may clowns and boy dancers probably pretty energetic bunch definitely and she says her room was just big enough quote some of the older clowns were on other cars with bigger rooms so the the new clowns got the smaller rooms i mean yeah you get that clown seniority she's not a clown herself but she may have been a dancer okay. at this point i mean it makes sense there were the boy dancers and the clowns i mean it's the energetic you know yeah she performs the hair hang oh, now shit. but perhaps she was doing something mm-hmm. else on the show i'm not sure she says that her room was just big enough for a tiny bed a little fridge and a microwave and it had a sink okay you get enough counter space for a toaster oven and you have a makeshift whole kitchen. Yeah, she had a microwave, though, so that's good. That's something. Although I'm team toaster oven all the way. F microwaves, team toaster oven. Yeah, me too. Sound off in the comments, but don't be mean to each other. <laughs> don't be mean. Exactly. Let me know. Don't be mean. Just just do pros and cons in a civil way. A- agreed. I know. We have a toaster oven. Uh, they're great. Really good. That's the only way to make french fries reheat and taste good. I'll tell you that. That's true. You got a crispy. Crispy, not soggy. You got to get them crispy. And a little, this is a little tip. I know I'm getting pretty off track, but I'm so passionate about toaster ovens. <laughs> if you, okay, say you got some good kind of bread, like baguette bread, something nice like that, and you want to toast it up. So, you know, you've been keeping it in the freezer, in the fridge, whatever, so it stays longer. What you do is you take off a chunk, you cut it in half, you put it in the toaster oven, but so the two inside halves are kissing, so it's as if you didn't cut it, uh-huh. and you toast it that way, Ooh. so the whole outside gets re-crispy, uh, and the inside soft. stays soft. Smart. And then it basically is like revitalizes the whole bread, because a lot of times if you try to redo uh, older bread, it's just kind of like stale and like it like a little too like stiff and crunchy but you do it that way that's your best way to make it to recreate that original outside hot uh, hard crunch and inside soft sweet i got a lot of bread tech wow. that we can also maybe talk about in the patreon <laughs> a lot of bread tips a lot of bread to- re- revitalize your my bread mark's bread tips I, I spend a lot of time with bread so so uh r says that some people had a second bunk because in her room was one bed Oh, so some people had to double up. Yeah, right. So her Hopefully room... that's couples and twins only. <laughs> twins. Because <laughs> then, you know, you guys are so insane. Yeah. You probably had bunk beds your whole life, so it's an easy fit. That's but... so funny. But she says that her room was the second smallest size room. Second smallest? Yeah. Second What's the small... other one? Just like a pit? Uh, a Harry know. Potter style cubby hole? But this you... is funny. So she says the rooms were referred to as, quote, coffins. Because <laughs> they're so small, <laughs> which I think is so funny. And imagine that's the second smallest. You can't imagine. Maybe the other one was just an actual coffin. It's like you, you right, sleep urns. here. They're called urns, yeah. maybe. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Squeeze into this jar. Yeah, right. Some performers, like the more seasoned ones, had bigger rooms and shared kitchens. Oh, well. I would love to see a like cadre of clowns all working together to make like Thanksgiving dinner or something like that. That's, I know that's a visual oh, I man. can live with. 
her car also had one shower and one toilet. That's pretty good. So everybody shared at the end of the hall. Oh, that's, I was imagining her room. Yeah, no, that's not enough for a full car. Because she just had a sink. So they all had one shower, one toilet at the end of the hall. Yeah, that's that's tough. Because like, you know, especially if you got to take a two, like you want time. But well, you get close, though. You know, I mean, you're traveling with these people for a long time. That you got to you got to you got to get close because, I mean, everyone shares the same bathroom. Plus, you're like it, it, you, you know, during the show and you, you're doing a lot of I mean, depends on the, the performer, but it's like you're moving fast. You're quick change. You got to do all this stuff. You're training. It's like you get close with these oh, people yeah. pretty fast in your in your department, I guess, or whatever. But it sounds like she's in like a hodgepodge of that car. But I, I, I would guess your car gets pretty close, whatever your sleepy car is. Oh, it's got I mean, you see those people every yeah, day yeah. and in the most intimate of circumstances. You're so physically yeah. close to all these. And people. I will like, say I had a friend, Josh, that was on Ringling for a season and he was just doing rigging. But I visited him at the at the train and everybody's like outside of their car. They are all sitting in chairs and like they have a, a whole setup because they don't want to be in it, you know, if they don't have to be. Oh, yeah. I mean, it sounds like the, the quarters are pretty small. And when, when you have that kind of space, the best way to like stay the most sane in it is only being there when you have to be because then it's not as bad. Then it's like a little cozy thing. But if you're in there all the time, then it gets really claustrophobic. Yeah. And there's a few circuses that I've been to where if you, you know, the performer or whomever is on the show has a trailer, they all have like a setup outside of their trailer because it's like why if you don't have to be in there and you have like some chairs. I imagine, too, you're seeing all these different places all over the U.S. or Europe, wherever you are, you're going to want to see the you know the local area you're in probably well and they just want to be uh, not in there you know what i mean so they have like <laughs> lawn chairs and like a you know like an outdoor rug mm-hmm. and they like a have a little setup yeah that's like their real room is outside of that train car yeah they're just like out it's like they're camping you know outside and they're it's much more like i think probably keeps them a little more sane i would imagine <laughs> yeah for sure so that diner car you want to be in that all the time. <laughs> yeah, except for that's the good one. Eating the good stuff. Um, eating those pies. So for some, though, the train was their permanent home. I read an article from New York Times from 2009 that chronicles a couple oh, of stories wow. of performers on the train, the Ringling train. One of this family that lives year round on this train on one of the 33 coach cars, the tr- the residential cars and their space was pretty much like an apartment so this family the griggs family had like a cozy apartment basically with an eat-in kitchen really nice views two flat screen tvs two yeah a room for their son bryce and he could ride his skateboard up and down the hall it's pretty big that's pretty good for a young kid because I feel like that's one of the major skateboarding rules is no skateboarding inside the house. You can skateboard inside the house. Griggs, Jonathan Griggs, was the circus manager. Oh, well, no wonder he got that deal. Right, right, right. So that's why. Um, No wonder they probably lived on it because, like, you know, if your whole business is the circ, you're going to make that chooch your home. Yeah, you have to do your that's your job. You work there all the time. And you're going to save so much money because you're never going to be in a house anyway if you're traveling the entire year. It's like it, it kind of doesn't make sense. Yeah, because some performers and crew, they'll hop from circus to circus, but this guy's the manager of the circus. Yeah, or you'll like do it for a year or two and then you'll maybe do something else. Right, exactly. But... From season to season, sure. Another performer, Leah Christina Gonzalez. Another good name. Circus people have great names. They do. So 
from this New York Times article in 2009, Miss Gonzalez, her place was more modest, but she did live on the train. Also, she had like a cubicle like bedroom, no living room and a shower she shares with seven roommates Whoa! who all keep odd hours because they're performers. Single shower, seven roommates. It's a lot. The article's like, pretty good for a 26-year-old that's away from home. I was like, all right. <laughs> You're like, I guess. I guess. I mean, she's seeing the world, you know? Yeah, I mean, there. I guess there's pros and cons to the whole deal. Sure. But so the manager of the circus, Mr. Griggs, says, quote, we're basically a city without a zip code. I bet he said that so many times in his life. <laughs> that's like his like party anecdote. Yeah. He's a, they basically like a compare the 33 coach cars, the residential cars, to like a 33-story apartment building, only horizontal. 33 skidoo. Yeah. So with onboard electricians and mechanics in place of a super. So that makes sense for the train, right? That makes sense. Well, yeah, I imagine it'd be like if your apartment, if the toilet's uh, screwy or something and you got to call your landlord, you just go to the front of the train and be like, uh, Mr. Griggs... My toilet shooting water up. Yeah, not supposed to. It's not supposed to do <laughs> and that. And me and six other people are very mad about it. So what? Yeah, none of us can take a two. So can we figure this yeah, out? Yeah, we got a two. We got a two now. <laughs> we got a two. If we don't two, you're not going to get your shoe show. <laughs> <laughs> your shoe show. So from this New York Times article, about 250 people lived on the train permanently. And they all used one bathroom. <laughs> yeah, performers, train crew members, cooks stagehands lived all year round on this train. One of two of the of these trains that would crisscross the country carrying elephants, costumes, stage equipment, cast and crew, all that good stuff. And Miss Gonzalez, one of the residents that I just spoke about was a gymnast. And also her role in the show was she was a gymnast and she also rode an elephant in the show. Oh, that's a sweet role. Yeah. And so her room was not much bigger than the standard sleeping compartments. Eight to a car. Mm-hmm. Probably had more space on that elephant. Yeah. So eight to a car. So eight rooms in a car, which was probably the size of what my friend's room was. Yeah. It's got to be with that many rooms in a car. I mean, I don't know how long exactly a car is, but I have rid, uh, ridden on trains in New York. And to get eight rooms, if, I'm imagining it's probably a similar length. And if you're going to get eight rooms on something like that, I mean, yeah, they got to be pretty tiny. I'm going to send... A couple more pictures. Let's see. Oh, this is modern because that guy has a Deadpool shirt. Yeah, yeah. There's the chair outside of the train. Yeah, they need it. Oh, this is the RBBX. RBBX, X for extreme. Extreme. So there's a length of a train car, as you can see. I mean, I don't know. You have no reference, really, but, you know. I mean, I could, that's about the length of my thumb. <laughs> my thumb, If I hold sure. my hand up to the screen. That's thumb to palm. Easy, easy thumb to palm. That looks about like the ones that I would like take from my town into the into New York City. I mean, it's similar to any subway car, too. It might be a little smaller. A subway might be a little smaller than this, but. Yeah, I think that one train car is probably like three subway cars, maybe. Uh, real? I mean. Like a full car? You know what maybe. I mean? Maybe. Like... Yeah, maybe. Or maybe, maybe two. Yeah, maybe two. Yeah, maybe two. Maybe two. Yeah. I haven't been in a while. But still, even so, to get eight like rooms in that is like pretty nuts. I mean, they might be a little bigger too, since this is like their main purpose than just like a commuter rail. But I would imagine the length, I don't know. I don't know if they're like custom, but 
regardless. I, I, I can't imagine they're that much bigger. Yeah. So this manager, Griggs, says their dwelling takes a path to Coach Carr. Um, oh, I'm sorry. He didn't. He doesn't say that, but it, it does. It's like half of half of the full train car, and it's like larger than some New York apartments. It's pretty big. Which is also sad. <laughs> I know, right? And quote from the article with a dinette, beige kitchen cabinets, a full size refrigerator covered with family photos, and a bathroom sink where their son Bryce can keep his Spider-Man toothbrush. Very cute. And it looks like it could be anywhere. Like it just looks like a house, you know, or apartment. Yeah, just like a room, a small apartment somewhere. When the train stops, it spends about a week at most destinations. And then the residents of the train can take a circus bus to town. So there's, there's a bus on the train to take them to wherever they need to go. (gasps) Train bus. A turducken of vehicles. Right. And the, and the bus has to take them to the arena when they perform also. Well, of course, you need a, you need a shuttle vehicle. Right. So And then the, the bus can take them to do errands. There's not a lot of people that have cars, you know. Fun errands, important errands. You go see a movie There's or something. There's a few cars and motorcycles that are hauled on the trains, flatbeds and freight cars. For the cooler of the performance. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, not a lot of people have those. You can ride a bus – you can do the motorcycle. And I guess for people that are year-round, you know, they have their vehicles, but some people just don't need it, so they just take that bus. But if they don't want to be chained to that. Well, also, all the people doing the wheel of – or the circle of death. Yeah, they have their motorcycles, exactly. They got their motorcycles. You might as well take it into town. Yeah. And in the article, they say life on the train was more civilized than hopping from hotel to hotel. You don't have to pack and unpack, and you can keep – all of your stuff in the apartment it's like you live there it's like it's like an apartment because that's always a stressful part of moving anywhere whether you're moving an apartment or just like going on vacation and coming back is you got to pack not only it's it's i feel like at least for me it's not so much the actual packing it's the thinking of like what do i need what am i what can't i forget you know what i mean exactly right this way you don't don't have to think about that. Right. And uh, most of the performers who come from 18 countries are between 18 and 26, so fairly young, young that, that are on the train. But some are older and with their own families, including 15 children who have their own teacher and daycare on board of the train. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, it's like a operation. It's like a it's like a city. It's like a whole situation there. That's, it's got to be. You're getting all your age groups in there. That sounds like a college town with like some people who stuck around. (laughs) Yeah. They're like, I'm going to be a professor. (laughs) I'm going to profess. Or like, they're like, this town is so nice. I'm going to like teach yoga here or uh, I don't know, like figure out a way. I'm going to manage the bagel emporium here. (laughs) The bagel emporium. So this circus manager, Griggs, says. Mm -hmm. Which is a good circus manager name. Continuing the whole circus folk have great names. Jonathan Griggs. It's good. (laughs) So he says, quote, this is. This is really part of American history in reference to the actual train. Yeah, absolutely. He says, quote, it's one of the last trains where you can lean out and really f- and feel the fresh air go by. Which has been outlawed recently. <laughs> has it? <laughs> no. Oh, I was like, what? <laughs> no, but because I mean, when he said that, I was like, what do you mean? Why can't you do yeah, that? Yeah, it just uh, paints such a nice picture of it. Yes. There's another article that I read from 2016 from Sarasota Magazine that was ri- initially published in 1992 and then republished in 2016. But... The contents of it is from the late 1940s, if that makes sense. And it's basically Dean Loomis was the 
press agent for Ringling during the late 1940s. And he he chronicles his time there um, traveling the train as the press agent. And he took some photos. This article of his travels, it's like a narrative, you know, not a narrative, but like um, kind of like a diary of, of his travels. A chronicle, perhaps. Chronicle. It chronicles his travels on there. Yeah, but it discusses how the train was back in its circus heyday in the late 40s. So I'm just going to read uh, a lot from that article because it's really cool. So, quote, for most of every year, the 1600 humans who comprised the cast and crew of Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey Circus lived together in the close quarters of a circus train. It was a hard grinding life. The work was exhausting, as were the large and loud crowds, as was the unceasing music coming from one another, one or another of the circus's bands. As for the job sites themselves, they were sheltered by canvases and that offered scant protection from rainstorms, sleet and high winds. Crises seemed to arise at every moment. Wild animals on the rampage, trapeze accidents, lost children, sick, sick elephants, pickpockets, and even on occasion, death. Every night, we circus folk left the showgrounds and made our way, still drenched in, adre- in adrenaline, <clears throat> to the railroad yards. There was usually an atmosphere of exhilaration that sent that and a sense of relief that the evening had not ended with someone being killed, maimed, or arrested. Jesus. <laughs> We traveled by fourth class freight, which meant that all regularly scheduled train trains took precedence, which meant that no one was ever sure when the circus train would depart. Its hundred cars were broken into four sections, each of which left an hour or more apart. Still, for many, it was home or a kind of home anyways. The privacy was minimal and the ambiance created by this conglomeration of athletes and beauties and adventurers and freaks and con merchants often resembled a pressure cooker on a slow flame. He (laughs) says freaks. I didn't say freaks. Okay. Of course. (laughs) Uh, I continue. Okay. Once the day's two shows were over, the workers had time on their hands, money in their pockets, and uninhibited fun on their mind. The air was electric, and the circus folk attracted a motley assortment of followers in every town where they stopped. There were fantastic things to be seen on those nights, and I saw them all. At the lowest level were the casual laborers, most of whom were winos who joined the show for a few days or weeks and then disappeared into the void. One level up were the working men, the roustabouts, and the canvas backs. Then were then there were the wranglers and the grooms who took care of the thousand animals on the train. Above them were the sideshow freaks. Above them were the prop men and riggers. And above them were the ushers and band members. At every show, no matter the city or town, the loudest applause was always reserved for the California Sea Lions, who <gasps> played who played My Country Tis of Thee on <gasps> horns. <laughs> That's for oh, you. Oh my God! Accordingly, accordingly. Uh, their trainer, Captain Eddie Firth, always traveled in one of their circus train's fanciest cars, along with the powerful ticket sellers who always seemed to be carrying great rolls of cash in their pockets. The sea lions, meanwhile, were always just one car away traveling in a special tank Firth rigged atop a flat car. The car always had a freezer full of vast quantities of fish for the sea lions, which Firth, which Firth always seemed to be defrosting and feeding to his brood. He always washed his hands thoroughly afterwards. However, as the meticulous ticket sellers would not tolerate the smell of fish in his fancy car, even if it came from the man who ran the circus's hottest act. 
For a young fellow like me, the circus train was never less than exciting, and the places it took me were always fascinating. If the weather was good, I'd watch the world go by from a flat car, my legs dangling over the side. I want to do that. That sounds That sounds pretty fun. That sounds pretty cool. That's like, fuck, that's so cool. So That's a great little segment. There's some stuff that I left out, like, you know, then... There's a lot of rail railway bars that they would stop at and like maybe get in a fight. Oh, sure. Why not? Or the, the girls would get saucy at the bars per this gentleman. Saucy? Whatever. But um, uh, and Cuckoo, the bird girl, one of the ladies from Freaks. Uh, yes, of course. He references she was on the show at the time and she was like a favorite at the bars and would like out drink anybody. That's awesome. <laughs> and she'd always be like super flirty to these guys in her costume to the like locals and be like, you want to buy me a drink? Yeah. And they're probably like, oh, sure, sure you can. Yeah. Well, and she'd also be like, you want to buy me a drink? And they're like, huh? Like, because they're all freaked out. <laughs> and then she would just like drink a f- shit ton of. F- it's just really cool. So that kind of gives you an idea of the train travel, how ruckus and rompous yeah. it was, how unpredictable and laborious it was, but also how like fun and exciting and like you know that romantic idea of a circus yeah it really like that really said to me it kind of like spoke to the whole like work hard play hard like grind totally that the circus can have with it exactly and i gotta say i love so much that the biggest nicest car goes to the sea lions i love right i was like hell yeah of course they should they should get nice soft beds in their tank or wherever, maybe <laughs> yeah. like a good rock, I don't know, to swim out and go on and then like kind of dry out a little bit. And you're like, all right, I'm feeling yeah. a little crispy. I'm going to go back in the tank. And I always have cold fish on cold fish on tap. I mean, that's got to be huge for them. <laughs> right? You just pull the tap and they just come out. <laughs> you just pull the tap and they just start slopping out that oh, tube. Yeah. So I really, I oh. really like that. Uh, but I also love that the sea lions are the best part. They're like the highest. Right. Middle. Amazing. Like, I mean, it's like, come on. They played a song. Get the F They out. love it. The sea lions played musical instruments. I love that. America loves the horns. They do. Right? We love horns. <laughs> they do. They're loud and brash like we are. But not all modern circuses travel by train. And obviously, not, not at all here in the U.S. <laughs> now that we are not in the age of huge arena circuses, really, in America, we uh, are mm-hmm. at least... In the age of smaller circuses, single ring circuses, they are colloquially referenced as mud shows now. Um, These kinds of shows, these smaller shows, are they travel in like trailers and semis to haul their large equipment. And that, and I've seen this with when the smaller shows that I've like traveled with, I guess in, in an RV myself, and then seen them like pack up and go and pack up and go when on a smaller show, that same friend of mine, R we'll call her. She commented that when she travels from show to show in a smaller mud show, like she traveled in a rig trailer, every single door, she says, quote, every single door had to be bungeed down cabinets, the fridge, the door outside. Otherwise, it would be a mess. Sometimes it wasn't easy finding the lot either. <laughs> oh, man. And she said that once they didn't have a clear communication on where exactly the, the next location was. And so they started to put up the tent in the wrong spot. Oh, no. <laughs> Which is so, I thought was so just funny. Just on top in someone's backyard. And they're just like, what? They're like, we, we got confused. But you do have to, when you get to a spot, it, you know, in these smaller shows, um, you 
unpack all your stuff, like you unbungee your stuff and you like uh, people that travel on a circus and that that's all they know, like they have pictures out and they have like rugs out and their fridge is, you know, open and a jar, you know what I mean? All their clothes are whatever, however it's stored. And then when you leave, you have to bungee it because it will all fall out and yikes. Yeah. It'll just like move around, especially if you're not on a train that's going a fixed speed in a fixed yeah, direction. If you're in, a, in, like, if you're in an RV, it's going to fucking go mm-hmm. nuts. You know? So you, you have yeah. to bungee everything down. Uh, they should really get on those on ratchet straps. Cause as somebody who has loaded a lot of trucks, those work wonders. That thing ain't moving nowhere. Yeah. But in the interior of your RV, you know what I mean? Cause these people live in there. So they have like pictures out and like little, little tchotchkes and stuff. And so there's certain things that they have to like take down and then put back up again p- to make it yeah, feel they like they don't have house. little hook holes in the walls where they can. I wonder if it's it, you, you just the move is to glue your tchotchkes to the mantle. I mean, yes, it's harder to, you know, change up your decor. But then you don't have to worry about bungeeing that glass like little like cherub or whatever you have or picture frame. Yeah, that's true. But there's like a whole routine that every person has for their house, you know, their wherever they stay and sleep. It's like this goes away. This gets bungeed. This cabinet's weird. Whatever. You know, they have to. You know what I mean? It's so funny. <laughs> yeah. Tape this shut. Just leave exactly. it shut. Don't you open that. Because when you open it, all the Cheetos are going to fall out and they're loose. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, but then once you get to your spot, you like open up your awning mm-hmm. or whatever, and then you put your mats out and then you put your chairs out and you like get settled and it's cool. Get them all out there. Throw that bean bag outside. You know baby. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm going to send you pictures that I, <laughs> I lazily screenshot. So hey, I'm you know, sorry. I bet you I won't be able to tell. Oh, yeah. I see with the awning and everything. Yeah. So um, this one circus that I visited, the Zolpe Circus. A lot of them had Avion trailers, which are like Airstreams. It's just a different brand, yeah, yeah. I guess, of trailer. Yeah, this one's um, Avion. So here's another picture of one of the performers on that show where it's like they have all their stuff out once they get there. They have like their kids' toys out and they just like let let it loose. You Man. know what I mean? Like they have they have to because mm-hmm. they are living there. Well, so the kids' toy in this is one of those little mm-hmm. cars that like a kid would drive around and it was, it's unclear if there's like a pedal with a small motor or if it's like Flintstone style. I think it was a motor. It's a I little see, mini Cooper, That was like the number one thing that I would want as a kid that my parents would not get me because I hated Power walking. Wheels. I, I just I wanted like when I was a kid, one of the coolest things was like the Barbie or the Tonka trunk car that literally was like a little kid's car. Yeah. And I wanted that so bad. Do you remember that commercial was like pow, pow, power wheels? (laughs) Well, of course. (laughs) Power wheels. So good. But the Zoppe show, they all have like trailers, you know, whether it's those Avion trailers or they have one trailer that's like the community trailer that has, I think, four beds. But if you don't want to stay in that, you're on your own. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> you find your own place to sleep. Yeah. If you don't want to stay in that, you then you have to have a trailer. You know what I mean? The woods is your trailer. Yeah. It's like then. you come to work then and sleep either in that place or wherever. And I guess that sounds like, I mean, maybe this is different per. Well, are you saying that's the one that's not on the trains? That's the one that's like in the. These are of, smaller uh, mud shows, like any yeah. ring, any single ring show, because they, they don't travel on trains. They travel by truck. Well, that's, and then that's the crazy thing. It's like, you know, you thought those train rooms are small. Just wait till you do a smaller circuses show. It's like, right, that's... where you're in, uh, where you're in an Avion trailer with five people. <laughs> 
That's uh, that's the tough stuff. You got, and everybody does everything, but they all were very happy. And on that show, it was like everybody kind of helped, and then you don't have a twenty-four hour guy because you're at a spot for a couple weeks. And then you have a couple days to tear down your tent. And then everyone's like, okay, we know where we're going. <laughs> yeah. Like. We don't need a guy. Phoenix. Got it. Yep. <laughs> you know? That's And then we just, we just truck it. Yeah. And then we all like, you know, kind of caravan together. And yeah. then we get caravan to style. Phoenix or wherever. And then, mm-hmm. where, you know, the spot in Phoenix. And then we set up for two days, you know. So there's like a buffer time. So if, you know, Johnny No Shoes has, these <laughs> get lost and they can figure it out. Yeah, Johnny No Shoes is loose as his shoes is. <laughs> And I just love that circus, how they have all the Avion trailers. But really, it's hard because if you think about if you're traveling by like big and they have big rigs for the actual tent and like the the rigging and all that stuff. And they have two horses. So they have a horse trailer horse. So they have all these things that have like hitches and stuff and they're traveling Mm -hmm. up and down the coast. Yeah, that's windy. You know, it's like, oh, yeah. With a hitch. I mean, I. I've only gone through on a couple windy roads, but I've only ever done it on like a car. I can't imagine driving with a hitch. Not not like a thing that's attached to your wheels, but a separate thing you have to account for. It's like if you're on a windy road and like and you only have so much space, it's like you'd be really, really good. And not only maneuvering your car, but knowing how the car behind you is going to move. Right, right. All that stuff. So all of these smaller shows travel that's like similarly where they have a couple you know big rigs that have all the equipment and the rigging and stuff and then the performers and the crew's trailers they're like yeah. you know, living living quarters basically and then some some you know the concessions and their merch and stuff but the travel between is often you know the communication is their cell phone and before that nice letters <laughs> like little and then pigeons you said little notes yeah with <laughs> pigeons Little Pidgeys. Another friend that I spoke to that's still performing, he said that when they travel, they often will, you know, they don't have cars again. Like not not a lot of people have cars. And so they stay in the bunks to save money, right? Because they can't stay in hotels. Like who's going to do that? But when they travel town to town, there's a gray law apparently that if you have open communication with the person driving the big rig, because there's uh, travel on bunks, like bunk big rigs that aren't on trains, but they're still bunk cars. Like when I went to the Cole Brothers, they had like bunk cars that hold like, I don't know how many, like nine. So or- is that, are we talking like cars with bunk beds? Or are we talking about bunk technology applied to train cars? So it's like almost like those British buses that have the double layers. Well, it's a big rig. It's like a, tr- it's, a it's a truck, right? But mm-hmm. I think there, but there's individual rooms in there. Almost like a honey wagon would be. Okay. But there's but they're smaller, obviously. It's a big rig, so it's a truck. And then there would be rooms on either side, I believe. Kind of like the tr- the Hogwarts train. Yes. Yeah. But not okay. as nice. But with but but nice. with beds. Yes. But structurally like But that. structurally, yes. There's rooms on either mm-hmm. side, I believe on either side or either on one side. But I think it's probably on either side. It makes the most sense to me. Yeah, yeah. It's the most to space- balance the actual car. <laughs> I mean, with, with the space economy, that makes the most sense. So with some other shows, because no U.S. circuses travel by, cir- by train that I know of. Not anymore, at least. Not anymore, right? Because Ringling was the one. Mm-hmm. There's a gray law that you can be on the truck 
and have open communication with the driver. So your cell phone is the open communication and you don't have a seatbelt, right? Because you're just free moving on this truck. It's really dangerous. Well, if he has to stop abruptly, if he sees like a deer in the middle of the road, wherever you got to start doing donuts on a dare. I mean, yeah, or if they if they, you know, jackknife or anything. I mean, I don't know how safe it is regardless, really. But um, I mean, if, if we've seen that episode of It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, I'm sure it's, you know, a little kind of like that. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know which episode that is there. There's one where I forget why, but they're driving somewhere and they they several of them are driving in the back of a truck um and like someone's driving the actual truck and i think they even try cooking something in there which they all pass oh, out oh i know which ones you're talking about yeah i i mean you know even when you're in a car sometimes and you stop short it's like you cut you have a seatbelt on you do a little lurch sometime if, if something happens whether it's your fault or not yeah it's so like, picture that but like a semi truck that has like beds in it i just stuff. think you got to put mattresses on the walls and ceiling so then you just basically you bounce house oh it. yeah that's the only safe way that's a good idea. Because nothing's bad has ever happened in a bounce house. <laughs> and surely, like, there's been accidents in travel, and especially, like, train wrecks. Ugh. Oh, yeah. There's most notably, there's a, a train wreck in 1918, and we'll discuss it in, a, in, a, in an episode. But the Hammond Circus train wreck occurred in June 22nd, 1918, which was one of, like, the worst train wrecks in the U.S. And 86 people were reported to have died. Whoa. And another 127 were injured. When Damn. A, the locomotive engineer fell asleep. Oh, no. The chooch officer. Because he was sleepy. Yeah. And ran his train into the rear of another. Another uh, train. Another near Hammond, Indiana. Oh, so, man. The circus train held 400 performers and roustabouts of the Hagenbeck Wallace Circus. Oh, Hagenbeck Circus. So it wasn't a Ringling train. After that, he's like, I'm going to audible to ice cream. Right, right. But there was a Ringling accident, a train accident in 1994 in Florida. Uh oh. So we'll have a whole train accident episode, but I just. You, we got to have it. We just can't do it right now. No, it's too much. There's too much chuchness. Yeah, the world's on fire enough already. So. Yeah, we, we're going to focus on the, the more positive or interesting chooch stuff for now exactly exactly but i just thought that that was of note my parents told me that when they were on circus vargas they didn't have a trailer you know and my grandma my great grandma that cooked with all the lard she just gave them her car and i was like wow that's awful nice oh really just like her like do you mean the car she like traveled with the circus in or her like personal vehicle so it was my mom's grandma so because the circus is my dad's side okay so my mom's grandma was like, you can have our car. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, very nice. Um, That's very nice. She's a great grandma. She both literally and figuratively. She's my great yeah. grandma, but <laughs> she was an excellent grandma. I have her tattooed on my arm. She's great. Nice. Um, but uh, so when they got to the circus, they only had a car. They didn't have a trailer to stay in. So the first couple of weeks they stayed in hotels, which is expensive. Oh, I bet. That's not sustainable. And then they like eventually like borrowed against, you know, to get a trailer to stay in and then repaid it back. Yeah. They didn't have bunk uh, trailers yet um, for Circus Vargas. So she's like, I don't know where the crew slept. I was like, huh? What, so what did they do? She's like, yeah, I don't know where they slept. <laughs> they just always came back covered in twigs and dirt. And they said, don't ask. <laughs> she's like, until they got bunk, you know, big rigs. Yeah. Because Circus Vargas traveled like by truck, mm -hmm. you know, and, and like by car. Um, in big rigs and stuff. She's like, until they got bunk trucks, I don't know where they slept. And I was like, huh? A nice rock they found somewhere. <laughs> yeah. And she's like one of their friends that worked in session. She's like, 
he didn't have a trailer. I don't know where he's at. <laughs> I was like, what? She's like, I think he slept with his girlfriend, but I don't know. It's like, you just had to figure it out if you were someone you're like, afterward, go <laughs> yeah, somewhere. Yeah, you just have to, f- yeah, you have to figure it out. Go meet a, a beautiful stranger at a bar and hope they have yeah. a house because that's all <laughs> yeah, you can do. Yeah, go catch some strange and, and hopefully you get some Zs also. <laughs> Jesus. I was just like, wow, dude, that's nuts. What a lifestyle. I can't imagine having that kind of thing where like afterwards and, and not only like once you have to figure that out, but like a very regular like, all right, this is a completely new city. Where yeah, do I it's sleep? It's cold in Denver. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's cold. It's cold in a lot of places. Uh, no wonder people want to sleep in the tent. It's a short thing. It's a short thing. <laughs> like, it's hot. But you're not supposed to, apparently. You got no you got no windows in there. All that heat stays in. <laughs> yeah. So this is interesting because I had reached out on Instagram and was like, tell me some stories from people that are on the circus. So what, this, one, this one guy, Daniel, who I believe lives in Iceland. So he, he said, Ooh. he's like, uh, our circus doesn't move. <laughs> I was like, really? I bet, I bet it doesn't. <laughs> Cause like, you know, some don't move because of the lo- locale. It's just, you gotta go there. Yeah. Yeah. So he says the first uh, couple of years they tried to travel cause he's in, in Iceland and it just didn't work money wise. It's like, they couldn't do it. Is Iceland huge or 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 not? So I might think because it's not huge, but it's like not outfitted for travel. Yeah, you know it what doesn't I mean? have it's the like, like infrastructure. Yes, yes. Okay, and, and everything is super far in between, and there's probably like one road. Yeah, and to move a lot of stuff on that is probably yeah, yeah. It's it's tricky, and the seasons are very short for that. I mean, mm-hmm. probably quite short. So he said that you know. They have a season that's very short. It's like a couple of weeks, or uh, but they don't travel because they can't really. Yeah. And there's like one circus in Iceland. It's probably kind of nice for them, though. I mean, yeah, you don't get the travel aspect where you see. Yeah. No competition, right? But no competition and you get to have like a normal home experience. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. So, yeah, he said they tried in previous years. It was too expensive. He also added that in Greenland, they import shows from Iceland and Denmark, as those Mm. are the only countries that have commercial flights there. And it's impossible to travel by car or train. So you have to fly in between towns. You got to fly. In between towns. Isn't that nuts? That's crazy. I imagine how, I wonder like how long is that flight? Like an hour? Probably. It's probably an hour. It's probably super short or 30 minutes even. But they also don't have the infrastructure. That's crazy. I did that once to go to Canada, which very, very short plane ride. That was a teeny tiny. But it's probably one. like to San Francisco. Yeah. You know, it's like that that flight's nothing, you know? That's weird, but probably also it's also like kind of fun to fly for that amount of time, you know? Because you don't get like tired of it. Yeah. And as a performer, you're just like, fine, I'm not worried about. Yeah, you're like, why not? Yeah, if you're going <laughs> to. I don't have to deal with the other stuff. If you're going to foot the bill, yeah, it's all good with me. Yeah. So I just thought that was really interesting because Iceland, Greenland, those places are very, um, I don't want to say not populated. There's people there, but it's like not as yeah. populated. At... Not as much as here. Yeah. They're just not as um, built upon. Well, I guess it also makes sense then for it to be a static location because then it's like you go there to go see it. You know what I mean? It's like an attraction of this town right. that right. they have the circus. Right. Exactly. Which makes sense. And it's Iceland's green for, uh, you know, a couple months I w- and then it's still very cold. So I thought that was curious, but that makes sense. I mean, I, I just was there's circus everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Adapt for your locale. Yeah. So they travel by train. 
They travel by truck. Or they don't even travel. They travel by plane. <laughs> yeah, or by plane sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we know that Ringling Brothers stopped performing altogether in 2017, as I mentioned. But what happened to those chooch cars? What happened? Right? Yeah, where are they hiding? So there's a large number of them at a museum in Sarasota, Ooh, Florida. The Chooch Museum. Because that was the town of their winter quarters when John Ringling was the owner. One family bought one of their sleeper cars in in Florida as well. They just bought one of them for $15,000 oh. in 2018, which I thought was interesting. I mean, that's if you, if you I don't know how expensive a trailer is, but I imagine that that's another way to do it. It's like you just you buy it's probably already outfitted in that kind of for way. For a train, but you don't have a rail to ride it on. You have Oh, these are the train ones again. Yeah, they're not the ones like the mud shows. Yeah. Yeah. So this is what happened to the actual Ringling train. Well, I so, mean, in a big enough field, you just place that thing down. Yeah, I suppose. I suppose so. Yeah. So there's a number of the actual train cars in that Sarasota museum, and then this family bought one of the train sleeper cars, which and now fit it into a cute, chic, modern home. I mean, they should make it a hotel, but you know that would a, be a good idea. Yeah, but I think they just wanted it. So the North Carolina Department of Transportation purchased a number of the cars as well. When the show closed in 2017, they bought nine of them. In fact, They're like we need more trains. We need more yeah, churches. that's exactly right. They're like, we need more ch- chain cars. Yeah. So we'll just buy these for cheap. They bought nine of them for $383,000, like all together, the lump sum. I mean, that's all. That is, I think, I don't know if that's good or not. <laughs> I can't, I'm like, is that, is that good? I don't know. I don't know what train, what, what trains are worth. Good deal? Question mark. <laughs> I think it is. From this article that I read it says this little town of 1,300 people didn't even know the greatest show on earth was in in town until Carolina Journal got a tip. This is what the Carolina Journal paper. Um, so the NCDOT purchased the nine rail cars back in 2017 for 383000 for a future project. NCDOT wasn't able to store the cars in their rail facility in Raleigh. So they hid them on a state-owned stretch of track in Spring Hope, which is like an area in in North Carolina. The idea was that they were going to convert these train cars, these coach cars, back to 64-seat passenger cars. So these are like sleeper cars, like the ones that the um that girl was in like the eight sleeper cars or however many and they were going to put seats in them for people to sit in like a oh normal, yeah make it like a more conventional train yeah like our trains like our metrolink train they purchased seven residential cars so those are the coach cars that the circus people would stay in one animal car and one shop car so those are that makes up the nine cars that they got so according to the north carolina observer they bought the cars shortly after the final performance, and they paid that sum, $383,000. And then they planned to have the cars refurbished and used on the Piedmont rail. The passenger train, this passenger train makes three round trips a day between Raleigh and Charlotte. So it's like the Metrolink, kind of, you know, I don't know how many times their Metrolink goes, but it's like a commuter train. But then the NCDOT received a $77 million federal grant Whoa. that allowed it to buy 13 new rail cars. Like, we need more chooches. Here is the cash. So they bought new cars. So they're like, we don't need to refurbish these cars. We don't even need your old fart cars. We got fresh cars. No farts in them. No farts. No farts. No farts. 
Not yet, anyway. So they're like, we're reevaluating. According to the director of the Department of Transportation in North Carolina, Jason Orthner. The Chooch director, of course. (laughs) It forced them to reevaluate what they're going to do with a circus train. Yeah, they're like, well, now we don't need them for what we were going to do with them. So Pretty much, yeah. And they also said they'd never publicized its purchase, which, you know, I'm sure someone told my guy. Yeah, uh, yeah. Somebody <laughs> leaked the thing. We just bought a bunch of chooch cars. And they couldn't store it in their train yeah. yard. So they kept it on this little stretch. Someone's of- backyard. It was just like, Nancy, we got a bunch of chooches in the back now. Yeah. There's, so there's this old stretch of rail in Nash County. And that's where they still is, like this area of Spring Hope, right, in Nash County. Oh, they're still there? They're still there. It's very rural and very hard to get to, apparently. It's like two miles off the street. It's like super hard to get to. So they probably were like, it was such a hassle getting those chooches out there. Let's just leave Right? I don't know how they got there initially. Those chooches ain't hurting nobody. There was someone with like a little push, like a seesaw thing. These two guys just (laughs) trying to push it on the rail. Oh my gosh, from like a cartoon. So the purchase of the 13 new cars that they got from their- From that grant money. Mm -hmm. They used that federal grant money to get the new cars means that the circus cars- will probably not join their Piedmont fleet of train cars overall for their Department of Transportation. They said that they're going to spend the rest of the year, this is 2020, reevaluating the condition of its existing cars. Again, this is from the Department of Transportation, so they're probably just like, we're trying to figure out what we're going to do with the money. He's like, we don't know. (laughs) The $77 million. What do we do? In the meantime, the circus train cars remained in that stretch of Nash County on that rail in that hidden freaking spot um, because the state doesn't have room for them in its yard. They should do something cool with it. I mean, you got all those things there, like link them up, make it like a museum or a diner or just like something. I don't know. You can do something cool with that. Make it a tourist deal. I know. Well, and they are like, we we don't think we'll have trouble finding a buyer to you know sell to <laughs> what but they just don't feel like doing it yet just do one of those like things you do on craigslist it's like it's this much money but you gotta come get it so i was reading further and december 28th they posted that these are up for auction oh we could get them so they they're uh, they started to be uh you could <laughs> the the article basically was like these nine railroad cars are up for auction. You can go see them <laughs> in this rural area that's like two miles off the beaten path. If you can find it, we'll provide a treasure map with an X and you have to get there. Dude, right? It's like they're like, you can go see them for yourself. They're really hard to get to. We but Trust us, they're there. Ask the local. <laughs> yeah, they're like super hard to get to. You'll probably fall and slip. Like it's like not for. There's no lighting and it's dark. So go during the day. <laughs> it's like super, super treacherous to like, uh, it's super treacherous to actually <laughs> get to where they're at. I'm going to show you these pictures. It was like a steep, muddy hill. Like what yeah. we used to do to get well, there. Well, it's like an old train track that. There's a moat. Uh, okay, there's one. Let's see what we got here. But it's like in the brush, basically. Oh, yeah. You got to wonder, though, where where did this line go? That's like a, that it's like, you know, because this this train line was built somewhere that they put these on. Like, how did they get here? Yeah, it's and they're all like um, 
this is just the inside of one of them. Like they're really decrepit and it's like. I like that this had to be taken by someone peeking in. <laughs> yeah. Like you can't. It's the only way. Find a better picture. I mean, they got, they got, they could do something cool with these if they could just move them somewhere. Right. Would you imagine they got them here somehow, you know, like there's got to be a way to get them back to a, you know, a regularly used area. The description is just, you can't find it. <laughs> yeah, but they were like, you can go look at it if you want to. And if you can find it, um, if you can find it, you can go look at them. <laughs> they're like, look, if you right. can find them, they're yours to just, we just, we, we can't, we can't get there. But this gentleman was like, I went, I went to walk to it, find it myself. And like, he was like, it took me a long time and it was really hard to get to. And it's a couple miles. I went to find it and I died. <laughs> yeah. He was like, it was a couple miles. And that's why he's like peeking in. Because mm-hmm. he like couldn't couldn't see in. Yeah, and, like, who knows what's in um, there now? Could be ghosts. Yeah, and and another article was like it's it's treacherous. There's a lot of hills. There's a lot of brush you have to cut through. There's a lot of very rude snakes that live there. <laughs> yeah, have you ever been in North Carolina? Mm, uh, no, it's very rural. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, a lot of a lot of stretches where you just like would have to walk. Yeah, it's like that's not the forest, but it's like you know. It's this rural countryside. What also a weird thing to just be like walking across like through the woods or something like uh, and you're just like, oh, yeah. there's a there's a bunch of train cars right here. Right. And they're all spray painted over. I mean, obviously, people have, have been visiting it and spray painting it and stuff. Um, and so the auction site that it's on lists a minimum bid of 45000 for each circus train cars, except for the storage car that's filled with the various various hand tools and hand shop tools, which was the shop car. And that opening bids fifty five thousand. The minimum for all nine cars is four hundred fifteen thousand, which isn't bad. Um, and so the auction started January first. It's still <laughs> ongoing. Mm-hmm. I yeah, I don't think anyone's bid anything. <laughs> we um, could, Kelly. We could. Okay, so here's the thing. Patreon subscribers, if if we hit our 45,000 threshold, we can buy this train, but then we're also going to need a little more money than that so that Kelly and I can go start physically training to push these cars somewhere because there's no way to get a vehicle out there. So we just have to go out and push it somewhere. I told my mom and she's like, how much are they? And I was like, get the... You're not buying this. Yeah, you can't. What are you going to do? They're in North Carolina. (laughs) Like you can't even. My grandpa's from there, my grandfather. And so I was like, I was like, well, let's just unload all of his memorabilia and put it in one of those. And then we'll make a museum. (laughs) It's easy. Just throw them on that. It's like a rave, you know, and you have to like. Be cool. Charge ticky prices. Make that money back. No time. Here's a map to the rave. (laughs) That's the only way to find it. And it's a circus museum. It'd be fun. It would be. It'd be like a circus adventure museum. That's a patented idea. And then we write a movie called Circus Adventure Museum <laughs> to cover the cost of all this too. That's our. I mean, it's it's it is an idea, money making idea that just keeps oh making money. Oh my god, money. hot dog millionaire. We gotta get it. Hot dog millionaire is saying this is uh, the way to be a millionaire. You don't even need a hot dog. Although we should sell hot dogs at the museum because also hot dogs are the most train like food. Oh, they they really are because they come in links. Eh? This is what this article says from the witn.com article where it says how much they're auctioning for, and it says minimum for all nine cars is four hundred fifteen thousand or thirty two thousand more than the state paid for them. <laughs> they're very blatant, which how much money they want to make off this. It's this. That's the same thing. <laughs> it's like. 
This that's literally the same cost. <laughs> that's how they make you think you're getting a deal. <laughs> right? It's like that's that is four hundred and fifteen thousand dollars. <laughs> that's the exact amount, sir. And I'm like, that's 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 so, so. stupid. <laughs> The illusion of options. So that's a uh, that's our chooch uh, our chooch app mostly chooches. Chooch app, and maybe our chooch future. Yeah, and maybe our chooch future. You're right. If you guys want to pay us enough, if we as a community come <laughs> a together, chooch community. A, a chooch community, <laughs> we too can buy this and then need more money to do something with it. So maybe maybe once we get to one million dollars in Patreon money, then we buy the thing. And turn it into, a, I don't know, a museum or a diner or both. I think it'd be all of those. It could be like a hotel, museum, diner. Mm-hmm. I mean, we got, well, because we got nine cars to work with. So each car could be a different thing. So, oh, okay. Here's what we do. <laughs> One cart is like an Airbnb house. Mm. You rent time for the experience. Right. Okay. And you're paying you're paying for not just this house to stay in, but then all the eight other cars or attractions you get to go through throughout the <gasps> days. You get one, one of them is is like a, you know, a diner style thing and you can have people who who work there. They come in to work a day before the people, you I know, like that come in and they make food for them. And it's like you go there anytime. It's all bundled in so that you just go in, you ask them what's what what you want. The guy or guy or gal makes it for you. You go to the next cart. There's a museum. There's an old Cirque Museum. You go to the next cart. There's hot tub in it. Like oh. you just keep going. One of them is like a home theater in one of them. And you just get like this really cool experience for a hefty but reasonable price. <laughs> hefty? But reasonable. But reasonable. As long as you throw reasonable in there, I can charge anything. Yeah, that I ten want. grand. Ten grand an ten experience. Grand. It's hefty, but it's reasonable heft. <laughs> yeah, reasonable heft. You're basically getting nine houses, so you're gonna pay nine times the the regular Airbnb price. Yeah, and all they have to do is walk two miles. <laughs> Easy. Easy. Look, follow the train tracks there. You're gonna get your steps in and have a great right. Vacation. And I don't know where a nearby restaurant is because we feed you. You don't need it. Also, one whole train car is a bathroom because look, because <laughs> we don't have if one. I have, because the first one doesn't have them, so we're gonna have to turn one of them completely into a bathroom, yeah. and it's gonna be really tricky because it's not attached to anything. Yeah, and we can't dump it anywhere. We can't dump it anywhere, so we got a really long, really. Uh, it's got to all be downhill because of gravity pipe system that goes out and down a big hill, and that's where all the detritus goes. But oh. you know, we're gonna. We're going to make it work. We're going to make it work. We're going to make it work because we that's our million dollar Patreon subscriber goal. I'm going to tell you this, though. $415,000 for nine train cars is cheaper than any fucking two-bedroom house that anyone could buy in L.A. Like miles Oh, yeah. Cheaper. I mean, well, it's location, location, location. And this one is in a treacherous location. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's two miles yeah. in North Carolina's uh, rural fucking like backwoods. That you can't find on a GPS. You need a treasure map to get to. Yeah, so, which is part of the fun. But hey, look, you know, and also this is also for any savvy investors out there. If you want to have a home, but it's just too expensive, buy these. Just buy, scoop these up. And maybe you got a, you got a whole project ahead of you. But you could turn them into something cool. It seems like a summer camp waiting to happen. Really. There's so many cool things you could do with it. Really? I mean, really? We truly. just need some brave heroes to, to go and scoop them up. We could even have one whole train car that does fries. And one that does pies. Yeah, oh, yeah, we got a dessert <laughs> cart. Oh, man. I want it. 
I want one of these. We got a lot of good ideas. And I mean, these ideas could become a reality if you guys give us $1 million. We only need $400,000. we will cover the fifteen. dollars $400,000 to buy it. And then all the rest goes into renovation. That's true. That's true. Okay, good point. We need a million dollars. We do. We do. And I mean, because ideally, and this is why we need the million, ideally the re- we renovate the outside to be hot dog shaped, <laughs> which is going to take a little bit of extra finessing, but I think it'll be worth it for the visual. I like it. We'll have to chip away to make it round. Yes. Sure. We, we chip away. We add a little bit, you know, whatever we got to do. And then we do it. So like we do a hot dog shape and then underneath it, it you know how like hot dogs, if you go to like a, a festival or an outdoor event, they'll come in almost like a little paper mm-hmm. long mm-hmm. holder. We have them in that. And that's got the white red stripe for the circus because mm. we got to give homage to where it came from. Of course. Of course. All right. That's a good we got plan. a lot of good ideas, folks. Just give us $1 million. <laughs> the literal hot dog million that we need. <laughs> it is. This is the hot dog million. If you guys want to be part of hot dog million history, please give us $1 million. So that's Chew Chaps. Chew Chaps. Thanks for listening, everybody. Also, thank you, Herbert, for subscribing to our Patreon. Herb, we love you. You're great. And we can't wait to shower you with cool stuff in our Patreon. We got a lot of cool ideas in the in the in the pipeline. So just to sit tight, they're on their way. Yeah, and if you guys want to join our Patreon, just go to Patreon backs backslash. I don't know slash. It's one of the slashes. Yeah, slashes circus stories, and there we are. We already got a great interview up there. Go check that out. We got the free yeah, ten minute good. version, so you can get a little sample, a little taste. But there's a lot more where that came from. Yeah, yeah. So. Thanks, as always, for listening, and you can check our Instagram for any images that we talked about today. There's a lot of cool ones, especially if you like trains, for those train heads out there. Yeah, especially. Um, And our Instagram is at circus.stories. And if you have any fun circus facts or fun circus stories of your own, feel free to send those to circusstoriespodcast at gmail. We love community involvement. Please. And then, uh, of course, please. Definitely subscribe and rate and tell your friends. That helps a bunch. Um, But most importantly. Ladies and gentlemen. Please. You gotta. Check your boilers, man. Check your boilers. You gotta check your boilers. It's safety first. It always is. Mm -hmm. And if you want a hot shower, I mean, it's not even an option. (laughs) It's not even an option. Mm. It just Mm -hmm. isn't. Um, So uh, be safe out there. Take care of each other, and we'll see you down the road, friends. See you next time. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. (laughs) Bye-bye. Goodbye. (laughs) Goodbye. Oh, I'm going away. See you later. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, what's this? Nothing. It's just me saying goodbye. (laughs) Bye-bye. Oh, bye. Can you even hear me anymore? I love it.